So, Mike, welcome back to Hong Kong. Yeah. Was it an eventful return? Was there fanfare? <laughs> was there fanfare? There was, yeah, there was a team waiting for me at the airport and they ushered me <laughs> into a special booth where they jabbed things up my nose and then <laughs> I was sent into quarantine. <laughs> it's been, what, over a month since we last recorded, I think. Yeah, it's definitely been a while. Because secretly, the last recording, Elden Ring Eps 3 and 4 were actually recorded back to back, like Lord of the Rings. And it just took me ages to edit the last part. But we recorded them like really close together. So yeah, it's been over a month since, since we recorded anything. And in the interim, I went to Singapore, had a couple of weeks in Singapore, and then flew back to Hong Kong. So I've done loads of stuff. Anything funny. Anything funny. Define funny. Any classic Mike moments. Uh, I accidentally may have got a job. (laughs) (laughs) We can see if that actually crystallises, but it is pretty far down the road now. Uh, We'll see the return of Crushing Falls Mike. Yeah, exactly. It'll be the triumphant return of season one Mike. Is it season one, Mike? Maybe not. I think I was already like, I was already, that was like already like bit fed up, Mike. This is, this is like season zero, Mike. You've never seen this Mike before. This is Mike at his full powers. I'll be back for season three. (laughs) It's terrifying corporate psycho, Mike. Let's see if it actually happens. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. It's like, for the sake of the world, let's hope he doesn't get it. (laughs) What? Let him channel his frustrations elsewhere. <laughs> Let him take it out on other people. <laughs> <laughs> We're like 6,000 miles away now, Ting. I can't hurt you. <laughs> Except verbally. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand the power of your words. Let's talk about Apple products. I, I didn't even watch this keynote. You know, that's that's how, like, ugh, whatever I was about this. It's getting pretty desperate, I think. There's nothing to talk about, but we can take, we can poke fun at things. There's nothing to talk about. There's loads to talk about. <laughs> everyone, <laughs> loves, everyone loves a good Apple podcast. If this was an Apple podcast, not a gaming book club podcast, we'd have, like, ten times the listeners easily. Shall we test that? <laughs> Shall we, do- <laughs> we, we test it every year when we talk about the Apple keynote in the pre-chat. So, I do. There, there are still things they've tried, and I do want to talk about. Let us start with the watch, the Apple Watch Ultra. What? Why are you so keen on the watch? Do you have an Apple Watch? I don't. I don't have an Apple Watch, but I'm always wanting to convert. I also don't have an Apple Watch, and I got to admit, an Apple Watch is exactly the sort of watch you would expect me to own. <laughs> yes, and I would expect you to own the Apple Watch Ultra. But but for historical and weird family sentimental reasons, you know, I you don't I'm, need... I'm wearing two watches and neither of them is an Apple Watch. I've got the two you know, we've talked to we've talked already about the two watch lifestyle, right? The so, Fitbit is okay. The Fitbit's okay because it's kind of like a fitness tracker, less than a watch. Yeah, but it is a watch. But the one you have is a track is more, is more looks more like a tracker than a watch. I, I deliberately buy the old school ones so they look less like a watch and more like a tracker. But yeah, 
because I'm I'm sentimentally wearing my you know father's watch. That's okay. You don't need to be defensive about that. That's a cool thing, dude, <laughs> Mike. But you'll never change from a Fitbit tracker to a watch, Apple Watch. I I, fe- I really feel like at some point I'm just going to cave and get an Apple Watch and it's going to be the end of an era. Like it's actually going to be some great psychological breaking with the past, you know, if I ever do it. In what I don't sense? Think I, I don't think I could wear an old school mechanical watch and also an Apple Watch. I would feel just crazy. You just roll up the sleeve of who you were trying to um, impress at the time. <laughs> Just just one sleeve up and one sleeve down. Yeah. This feels like a nursery rhyme. <laughs> With when you're in the tech cohort, you're going to just roll up your sleeve to, to show off your Apple Watch. And then when you're with your your hipsters, I don't know, you'll roll up your old my mechanical watch. My watch-collecting watch. hipsters. <laughs> yeah. On my fixie bike with my top Although, hat. I've just... <laughs> I was going to say, I've just made um, tech hipsters a thing that's not possible. Oh, you be the you be the only one in the Venn diagram. I think it's got a lot of overlap with weird coffee people too. Yes, although I'm also in that Venn diagram, so fine. <laughs> I think this watch is scraping the barrel. I, do, you don't, I don't need an Apple Watch Ultra. I don't know who does. It's it's for like extreme sports enthusiasts. It's got like an 89 decibel siren to attract attention or something, doesn't it? <laughs> I was I was looking at like the you know the bullet points for what it's got but it'll be for like for an urban lifestyle it's like having an suv why not it's just let's be honest i guess you get stuck on your commute in the it's like the pro it's like no one needs the iphone whatever pro but it's there because just some people want the pro do you have a pro yes (laughs) (laughs) we talked about this right where i said like i really don't need it and i should probably get the mini but then I just bought a, a Pro Max. <laughs> so, but you had someone, someone beside the Apple salesman, sell it to you. Yeah, yeah. I was there with a friend, and they were just like, "Just get the big one. You'll regret it if you don't." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, fine." Have you regretted it? What re- buying the big one? Yeah. For the first for the first couple of weeks, I was like, "This phone is so big. How are you supposed to use this?" And then, like after a month, I'm just slinging it around, and it's fine. Well, there you go. Yeah, they were right. It turns out. Does that mean wheels next see the Apple iPhone Ultra? No, I, I think they just call the Watch One Ultra instead of Pro. I mean, they could have easily called this an iWatch Eight Pro. Oh, that would be much better. But maybe they just know that they're not going to update it on the same cadence. So that's why they've called it the Ultra in the same way they've got the SE. But they're uh, fine. At least they can have multiple brand types they can use for the extra rugged or accident prone. Yeah, it's extra rugged. It's extra big. It's for people. It's for people who want like the best thing. It's for people who just want to spend more money. It's for people who it's for people who fancy themselves as extreme sports enthusiasts, even if they're not. You could do this with the, the AirPods. You could do this with the phone. They, they did it with the AirPods. There's AirPods Pros. But I want AirPods Ultra now. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they've got I AirPods Pro them. Maxes. I want, they, I want to swim. They've got the Maxes. You can spend £500 on AirPods if you want now. I want to be able to swim with my AirPods on. Well, you can. You just have to buy a new set <laughs> afterwards. That's the and real Giga Chad move. And I want the same for my MacBook as well. I want a MacBook 
Pro Ultra. No, no Pro Ultra. This is a MacBook Ultra. Let's keep it MacBook simple. MacBook Ultra. Isn't it? It's waterproof. I can use it on the beach. <laughs> you can already use it on the beach. Yeah, but, but you know what? I, I don't you know, I can use it in the ocean then. You want to take a FaceTime call from the bottom <laughs> of the sea? Yeah. When I'm selling my, you know, my four week, four hour work week lifestyle program. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Can we do? <laughs> that's right. You're just taking the call the from air. like under the sea. You're like, sorry guys, I was on a scuba diving ex- <laughs> excursion. This is what, as a result of my developing my one million pound property portfolio, you can do this too. To sign what's up mi- to. What's a million pounds these days, Ting? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> like one building I've got. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just like that's just like a flat in London now. <laughs> this is the world we live in. It's ridiculous. I don't understand what happened to reality. Well, uh, let's quickly cover off the other ones. The dynamic little pill. This was clever. Seeing it in action and just hearing about it are t- are worlds apart. Yeah, this is like turning a bug into a feature, right? They're like, we've still got this notch and we haven't figured out how to put the camera under the screen like all the Android people. Let's just make it into a feature. But this is one of the benefits of having software and hardware, no, hardware and software teams in-house. You can really dial up the bullshit. I mean, I'll admit, it does look quite nice. <laughs> it looks amazing. It does look quite nice. But it only comes with the iPhone Pro iPhone yeah. 14 it, Pro. It's a pro feature. It comes, yeah. But if you get this, you get you get the 48 megapixel camera, which I think is, yeah, the camera is worth it. Actually, the camera is the one thing that made me think, like, oh, maybe, maybe I should take a look at this because I, you know what, like, rewind, you know, like five, ten years or whatever. It used to be that the iPhones had such good cameras, and like people would want to use your iPhone camera because it was it was better than their phone's camera. And now, like, I just see people with Android phones taking cameras. And the photo is incredible. You know, they, they just, like, sling out their phone and take a photo of the moon and then just zoom in on it. And you can see, you know, like, all the craters and shit. And it's like, what the... You know, I try and take a photo of my phone. I just get, like, a bright spot. With your Pro Max. Yeah. And, and you know, the phone they were using, because this is that mid-autumn festival where everyone's going and look at the moon, right? They didn't even have, like, a current-gen Android phone. Theirs was, like, a few years old, and it was still so much better than my phone. We're the fools, really. But, but now you can pay, you know, 1,300 euros or whatever for the privilege of having an iPhone that's just as good. <laughs> I, I think the bigger thing is what the phone doesn't have, right? It doesn't have USB-C. And it doesn't have any SIM card slots in the US. <laughs> we, do we know what it's going gonna, gonna to be like for UK and Hong Kong? Uh, I don't know. I think in Hong Kong, there's still no such thing as an eSIM. So I think Hong Kong still gets dual physical SIM cards, which is good. Because, you know, no SIM card slots would be a deal breaker for me. Because? Because I have like so many SIM cards I'm constantly juggling. <laughs> I've got, you know, I've got a Hong Kong phone number. I actually have two UK phone numbers and I'll probably have a Singapore phone number very soon. So it sounds like a very dodgy chap, a dodgy chap. I'm just an international, I'm an international business traveler. This is, this is the life of, you know, corporate, corporate bastard. <laughs> oh, you gave yourself that one. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. And then finally... I don't know where you know the name of the feature. Is it satellite? Oh, it's a satellite SOS. Yeah. 
you can hold your phone to the sky and shout, Steve, Steve, rescue me. And it will call out to the satellite network and somehow someone will come and find you. If you're lucky, they're talking about they've had to develop their own messaging protocol because the um, connectivity, the bandwidth is so low. So they, they put some thought behind it. It sounds like it's going to work out. They've managed to condense the, the size of the messages. It did no. It convinced me that was going to work from you know a technical person. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I don't know when you'd need to use it for for you know for the average person. Like if you're in a again, I guess it's a feature for the US, right? Like if you are in the middle of some huge national park and you've got no service, and you know you've been mauled by a bear because you're Leonardo DiCaprio, and you really want that Oscar. I don't know. So there's at least one then. It's a subscription service. Is it a subscription? Wait, what? You get two years free and then you have to pay for it. I did not know that. I did not know that. Wow. I mean, it makes sense, but I did not know that. <laughs> like I said, I didn't actually watch the keynote. <laughs> and that concludes this year's Apple product discussion. <laughs>